Welcome to Saucer Cinema, the podcast about UFOs, aliens, and otherworldly phenomena in film, TV, and other media. I'm your host, Alex. On this week's episode, Hugo Award nominee Bitter Corella returns to the pod, along with Woozle, to talk about the 1995 Fox TV special, Alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction, directed by Tom McGuff and hosted by Jonathan Frakes. everybody <laughs> uh today i have uh bitter corella with me back on the pod once again and woozle um certified uh freaks freak <laughs> hey everyone thanks hey. <laughs> um and today we're gonna be talking about the 1995 fox tv special <laughs> alien autopsy fact or fiction and I've got the case right here in case you need any information. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Any of, of on I any bought this a couple years ago? Any of the facts? You mean if we need any of the facts about alien well, autopsy? Like, you know the, the the production dates and the I don't know the stuff that's written on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I did you happen to catch this when it came on back in 1995? Uh, no. I, I did not at the time. I've seen it since. And I mean, this feel, this is like one of the kind of the granddaddies of uh, 90s aliens uh, products, I, have I feel an like. I question for you, though. What? Had you seen it before I purchased it a couple years ago? Oh, you know what? I or don't think I... was that your first time seeing it? I think that was my first time seeing it. So you... Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, this is... I'm fairly new to this, actually. I knew of it. I knew of its existence. Well, I knew of the existence of the... the I, I knew back in the 90s, I was a huge X-Files fan. I yep. knew about the Roswell stuff, and I knew about the autopsy video. I did not know about this particular special on the autopsy video, although this is probably the one that made the video famous. I don't know. That's correct, yeah. But I didn't know why it was famous. I just knew it existed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd, seen, I'd probably seen parts of it at some point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw it when it came out. I was, you know, like you, a big X-Files uh, fan. You a big UFO freak. So I was, like, following all of this stuff with uh, rapt attention. I was not convinced of the film's uh, veracity then. Uh. <laughs> I was in... I was in high school in the mid-90s, which meant my parents controlled what was on TV most of the time. Yeah. And this is not the kind of thing they would have watched, which is probably the only reason why I didn't see it. I was overseas at the time, I think, when this came out. So that's probably why I missed it. Oh, um, okay. 
but um, but I remember like chatter about it. I remember people saying that there was a there was a movie with of the Roswell alien, and I don't think I don't think anyone that like I spoke to at the time like really believed it. I mean, I don't think anyone did. Oh, I never thought it was real. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I mean, even most people in the UFO field thought it was obviously fake. It was just like such an obvious cash grab. Like it doesn't even look real. It's- yeah, it's it is funny because it's basically like um uh I mean, how long is this thing? It's about 48 minutes. Yeah, except that includes I'm pretty sure that includes the actual footage because the documentary itself is not 48 minutes. It's like maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, it's it's a pretty slight documentary. Um, the uh, on Tubi where I watched this, uh, oh, they have they have the entire uncut, just straight video of I mean, a film or whatever of like the, right after it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Like so that's full- exactly how the DVD is too. So I think the 48 minute time includes that. Yeah, it's, did they show it with like the the spooky music? Uh actually, I think it's completely silent. It's oh, just, on the yeah. DVD they stuck like creepy music over it. So yeah, <laughs> kind of Carpenter soundtrack music over it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that was definitely uh, <laughs> the style of the time for sure. Um, yeah, I I I always found this video this uh, special just kind of fascinating because it is such a peak example of like how aliens were just like at the heart of the zeitgeist in, in the mid nineties. I mean, that like, was, yeah. Like on top of obviously X-Files being one of the, I think one of the most popular shows at the time. Yeah. It, it, it grew, it, it, it started kind of like, uh, it kind of was kind of a sleeper. It kind of like grew, was like sort of a cult thing. And then it became huge, like basically around this time or not, not long after. Yeah, I feel like around maybe 97 or so, 96, 97 was when X-Files became really big. I actually yeah. went to a couple of X-Files convent, or did I go to two or just one? I think just one. Oh, cool. I, and I think that was probably in 96 or 97. Yeah. Right check. Yeah, well, I didn't meet him. I went to a talk by him. Oh, okay. Or a panel. It Ooh. was him and the cigarette smoking man. And you were all like, oh, I hate you. How could you betray Mulder like that? <laughs> You know how they have, you know, audience asking questions and they go up to a microphone to the side of the stage to ask questions? Yeah. One of the people asked if they could hug him. And so he was like, yeah, sure, you know, because every and, and then, like, after that, pretty much everyone who asked a question would ask a question and then go, can I get a hug after? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, my and I were like, ooh, we want to hug him, too. So we got in line. But then they ended the panel before they got to us. Uh, uh. So we didn't get to get a hug from Krychek. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, where was that at? Burbank. Oh, wow. <laughs> place that, you know, the, well, I went to the Supernatural Convention in Burbank, too, but I'm kind of embarrassed about that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's some nerd shit. Well, no, not because of that, but the fandom is so toxic. You know, um... <laughs> Speaking of uh, um, actors uh, who uh, Woozle has attempted to hug, um, attempted to hug or actually hugged? Well, yeah. you've you've hugged one, but like you've, I mean, but, uh, an actual hug is a is a successful attempt. Yes, is what okay. I'm saying. Well, when you said attempted, I wasn't sure if you, yeah. Well, because like one you did hug, the other you didn't. Did well, yeah. the, okay. The important thing I was trying to seg into the fact that <laughs> this is hosted by our man Jonathan Frakes, which. 
is a really interesting choice for this. And and I will admit the sole reason I bought the DVD. Yeah. It's just full, you know, just. Yeah, we'll be hearing a lot about Frakes in this episode. (laughs) Well, he's kind of important to it. Yeah. Which I actually, well, you go on because then I was going to mention the other documentary. Oh, well, I was going to say, it's interesting because, like, Jonathan Frakes is is the host of this. He shows up and he's all like, you know, in 1947, Roswell, what happened? Should we explain who he is just in case someone doesn't know? Uh, Yeah, so Jonathan Frakes, uh, better known as Commander Riker on Star Trek The Next Generation. And... um, now I don't know much about like how, the and the process. Was that before Alien Autopsy or after? Oh shoot! When oh, did... Beyond, Beyond Belief was definitely like two thousands at least. Oh, oh, sorry. What, Alex? No, uh, Beyond Belief was definitely like uh, last ten or twenty, ten fifteen years. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think this might have. Let me look it up quickly because this was ninety five. It makes sense that Beyond Belief would be after this because I mean, is it any coincidence it's Alien Autopsy Factor Fiction and Beyond Belief well, Factor Fiction? Well, I actually fiction? thought it was the other way around. I thought they called this Factor Fiction because of Beyond Belief. No, no, he he right. was. Uh, I don't I don't recall him hosting much before this. I think this was like this might the, have been his first thing. Yeah, this would have been just a year after. Well, because uh, Next Generation would have you know, ended right before this. And then, and then they did a couple of, they did, um, generations and right. The first contact was later, I think. Right. And 96. That was 96. I, I remember. Yeah. So I think Je- was generations yeah. 84. Yeah. I remember I have a story about generations. It's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So when I was a kid, uh, I was like 11 or 12. I think it was almost about to turn 12 in 94 because my birthday is November and generations had come out. I hadn't seen that yet, but I went to go see interview with the vampire with my friend and his dad. Um, and uh, yeah, I was 11, 12 years old going to see that movie. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we went to the theater. It was actually, the showing was sold out. So, uh, but outside of the theater. Okay. So there were like a bunch of like, Anne Rife and Rife. And Rice fans, you know, goths, you know, vampire-looking people (laughs) hanging out, smoking cigs, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, okay, like, Generations gets out, and there's, like, these people dressed as Klingons that come by. (laughs) They're they're walking by the vampire-looking people, and they're just, like, both eyeing each other just so suspiciously. (laughs) Like, you freaks. Yeah, it's like, like two rival gangs, like, trying to, you know... Like sharing turf, you know, it's just so funny. I don't know. It just stuck. It stuck in my mind for the rest for like my <laughs> since then, you know. So I got the dates. Beyond Belief started in '97, but the first season was hosted by James Brolin. Mm-hmm. So Frank ah. hosted it '98 to 2002. So yes, this this documentary definitely predates that. Okay. Okay. Um, that makes so sense. I was then. mixed up in my head thinking they called this after it. So they, it was the other way around. Well, it's, I, I it's just, it's a weird bit of uh, stunt casting with him in this because obviously they picked him because aliens and Star, Star Trek, the, the, there's yeah. a connection there. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of almost an acknowledgement that, of the fakeness of it all, because it's like, he's not a real guy who went into space. He's an yeah. actor. Who, you know. <laughs> As opposed to if they got like an actual astronaut. Yeah. I mean, if, is that what yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you got like, come on, if you got like, I don't know, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buzz Aldrin, thank you. Buzz 
Toy Story to host it. Okay, if you if you got you know Buzz Aldrin or um the uh, I don't know one of the you know an actual yeah, yeah. astronaut or <laughs> yeah that would be a different vibe and. Then you'd be, wow, they really need money, don't they? Well, I mean, no, I'm saying is like, you would be like, it, it would say like, that's a guy, who, you'd look at it and be like, that's a guy who actually went into space. So if he, if he saw an alien, you know, he would know an alien so when he saw it. So it would give credibility. Yeah, because like. Although Franks doesn't claim he saw the alien. No, but I mean, it would give some, some gravitas to the whole experience. Yeah. Because like, I'm just saying if, if you saw, <laughs> but like, if you saw Buzz Aldrin or uh, the other guy. And Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong, thank you. Or any astronaut. You didn't even have to get one of the famous ones. You could get one of the loser astronauts. There's like a bunch of them, you know. They didn't go to the moon, so no one really cares. But um, yeah. like, or I don't know, get that monkey that like went to. How space. can they get a monkey to host a show? They can't talk. I'm just, I'm just throwing. They could do, remember that? Sh- they could do it like that old show. Remember it was like that where they had like. Uh... Was it Lancelot Link or something? Yeah, oh, Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you do it like that, or like something. Yeah, dub okay. over, dub over the voice of, a, of the monkey moving its lips or something. <laughs> <laughs> Totally feel more legitimate and well, uh, also, they'd have to reveal that all the monkeys we shot into space came back super intelligent. Yeah. But my point is, it's 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 in, an interesting, almost um, <laughs> hosted <you> know, by <laughs> Doctor Zayas, just there like there walks out onto the onto the. They asked like any other Star Trek Star Trek actors. Like, did they ask William Shatner first or Leonard Nimoy, you know? Like, and they turned yeah. onto the, like, okay, we'll go for Jonathan Frakes. Well, I don't know. I mean, Frakes is probably just available to do it. And, I mean, there was, you know, Leonard Nimoy obviously did all that in search of stuff. Yeah. So, that's true. Shatner would probably be difficult to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, well, you know, not that Jonathan Frakes is the the worst uh, Star Trek guy to pull on. Excuse me. What I'm saying is <laughs> he's, he's, not the, he's not the worst. He's only the second. Worst. No, no. What I'm saying is like, if you're working on a list of Star Trek guys to hire for this, he's fairly close to the top. Cause I mean, he, you think they would have gone for the really well-known ones, which right. would have been William Shatner or Leonard Nimoy, right. or maybe Patrick Stewart. Right. But that's what I'm yeah. saying is like Jonathan Frakes, he'd be fourth pick. You know, but look, I'm, there's ouch. a no. That's not an ouch. There's like a there's like a bunch there's of other sh- episode of Roswell where he's at the con and and they got him because they couldn't get the. Well, yeah, that's probably drawn from life. That episode of Roswell, he probably wrote that based on this experience he, doing alien autopsy. It. I think he directed it. Oh well, whatever. Yeah. My, my point is, like, he's not like. You know he's he's a fourth pick, but I mean there's after that there's Worf, there's Jordy, there's every well, Jordy did reading Rainbow, so that yeah pick yeah too. he actually would have yeah. been that would be an interesting pick because what kind of vibe would you get from Levar Burton because uh, he is both a sci-fi guy but he's also like a trusted like a children's show host. yeah children's show host yeah. So, um, I- yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that would have worked because, like, you have associations of him with like trying to actually educate the kids about something. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. This, this, I don't know. I don't know if you're being educated. You might be coming out dumber if you. <laughs> that's true. Well, that that implies that Fox, the the television, was like, we can't let Levar Burton host this thing. It, people will react to it like in the 1920s when we broadcast War of the Worlds and everyone thought it was real. Well, 
Star Trek anyway, according to what this guy at Disneyland just told me. Wait, well, I'm sorry. Okay, wait, what? what okay, now? so when I went to Disneyland with my friend a couple weeks ago, of course, because it, because of it's me, I thought I'm going to go into Galaxy's Edge wearing a Star Trek shirt because, you know, whatever. <laughs> and one of the employees in a store, like, commented on it because I, I was wearing a Mirror Universe shirt with shirt with Riker on it. And uh, <laughs> one of the one of the employees said, you're on the wrong side or you're on the wrong team or something like that. So I, I did the Vulcan live long and prosper hand sign at him. And he went and, and did a thumbs down sign at me back. What? It was kinda, that's all that's all he had to say? That's all he had to come back to you with? <laughs> but then he started talking and he said he said that people he said he's heard that people apparently like think there are some people who think Star Trek is like a live broadcast or something. And what, I mean, from space? Is, like, I think it's real. And I don't know how, you know, I don't know if this guy, how credible he is, but he said that he's heard that there are some people out there who really, and I believe it. I believe there are people who think it's real because there are people who think, you know, that you can, uh, you know, that you can drink bleach and stuff and you'll, you'll be okay. So yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, it might very well be true that there are people who think it's real. Yeah. Isn't that this plot of Galaxy Quest, though, basically? Like, it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except Galaxy Quest is... The, yeah, the aliens think it's real. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of things that are not real... Yeah. Um, alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's what we're actually talking about. So... So, um, Alex, uh, you you say you know you you saw it when it when it came out and and you were not convinced. No, I mean, I because like it just looks fake. <laughs> I you know like it looks like uh, like the, like they're trying to do like a dark gritty version of the Pop and Fresh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> I mean, I admit to me, I actually think it looks really impressive, but not to the point that I would think it's real. Right, right. I mean, it's not like a bad like puppet for what it is. Like, uh, like even Stan, like they have Stan Winston uh, talking about. And apparently, completely miss or c- cut his. Well, I guess we can get into that later. Yeah, yeah, but, but his perspective on it. Yeah, but but like, but even though they say like, yeah, well, it's you know, it's fairly impressive, you know, like as far as like the technique of like making the bleeding look real and all that <laughs> stuff, and um, but. Yeah, but it's like it doesn't look convincing. The I mean, the alien, it it just it looks silly looking. It just looks like a big. It has like big exploded to me. Yeah, distended belly. Yeah, it looks like a. That's what it reminded me of the Pillsbury Doughboy. I think. Yeah, (laughs) it it looks like yeah. You can get those things and stick on your lawn at Halloween these days. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're talking about something that was supposedly made in the forties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you just want to poke that belly and like hear it go. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree, Alex. It it looks extremely fake to me. Yeah, Um, you know, like or I should say that like. I mean, making the camera work all grainy helps. Yeah, like it's not the worst. Like it's it's a like okay. I should say this. It's fairly well done. It's a fairly well done fake. But um, this is the thing: is like I don't think you could do this well enough that I would look at it and be like, "That's real," you know, uh, absent any other evidence. But if you already believed in UFOs and aliens, then you might be more inclined to think it's real because it's not horribly done. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the guy who uh, financed the whole thing, Ray Santilli, the guy, like, um, he still claims to this day that it that is it is a res a restoration of actual footage that he saw somewhere. I mean, he's still clinging to that little thin fig leaf of yeah, it's based on something real or something. I mean, in the eighties and the seventies, there was like a lot of talk about. That was like really when I mean it wasn't the first time they'd talk about alien bodies being held by the government, but the 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 Roswell story broke in the late seventies, and uh, like it was dormant for like thirty years, like nobody talked about it for thirty years, and then until like some of the old timers involved with it, can't start most coming. people went yeah weather balloon you know makes sense. Yeah, well, the the weather balloon thing, I I don't think makes sense, but I'm not going to go into it. Like I, the whole Roswell case is interesting. I think it has some interesting things about it. I'm not, but I don't. That's a whole additional conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just more interested in this special and like <laughs> the little snapshot of yeah, that. We got to share this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so Woozle is showing me. Uh, I think um, Alex. This was covered in two thousand. Alex, I think I might have mentioned. This was so recent. I might have mentioned this last time I was on. Uh, she's got a garbage pail kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. You told me about that last time <laughs> so uh, on the uh, yeah when I was on your show. Yeah. The nineties TV sticker. Looking at the back, it's actually from two thousand and nineteen. Oh so wow! It's from the nineties. Well, that that may have been. When did Jonathan Frakes become popular again because of that meme? I thought that was 2020. Okay. No, wait. Wait, wait, no, no, that was 2019 because 2019 was when we went to the Star Trek convention and people were playing that meme there. Yeah. Which, which meme? The, the, uh, the beyond belief thing where he's like, yeah, someone, someone, uh, put together all the parts of him saying it's false, you know, fake, no, whatever we got you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That was 2019. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was yeah, definitely like a, a fairly recent, like the last five years or so. For and sure. I think that's when they put the show on on uh, Amazon Prime for free and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, so they must have produced the sticker, maybe because of that or whatever. But yeah, it says it's a garbage pail kids sticker that says Jonathan fakes, <laughs> <laughs> and it has. Like uh, an alien, like a garbage pail kid alien oh, man. looking thing, lying on a, a, like a hospital table kind of thing, pulling yeah. it, a big incision open with like garbage coming out of it, like socks and dentures and <laughs> like, uh, like cans of, you know, empty cans, keys, like just a bunch of trash coming out of the inside. And he's waving. And then in the background, you see what's clearly supposed to be Jonathan Frakes. Oh man, talked. that's amazing! You got you probably if you Google it, you can probably find it easily enough. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I got it off eBay because I was like, you know, I saw it was like, okay, I need that. Yeah, I mean, I I I I put that on like a shirt. I should actually, have him sign that. Yeah, bring that. Yeah. I should bring that to the convention. You know the um because uh, Alex, you mentioned that uh, Santilli, the Sant- the Santilli yeah. guy. Who originally brought the um, the the footage to Fox? That was I didn't realize that because I just assumed uh, from when I heard about this until recently when when we I was just looking this up in uh, 
anticipation of this episode that Fox just you know made it themselves. No, no, no. It was it was it was. Wait, it you was... thought Fox made the actual autopsy video themselves? Yes. Oh no, no, they didn't. I mean, the, uh, it was it was made it was made by some guys that Race and Tilly put together got together to do it, and it was like basically. I mean, he was just basically cashing in on the stuff that was in the air at the time. Like, I mean, the stories of like, like what came first X files or the fascination with aliens? Like, Oh no, no. The fashion, the stuff with aliens predates X files. Okay. I, mean, I, I, when you talk about UFO stuff, believe me, that stuff is way more complicated and has a much longer, crazier, weirder history than you would think it does. I mean, but... I know that, you know, the, the whole Roswell incident and stuff predated that, but I was wondering about the resurgence of interest in the nineties yeah oh okay yeah well i think it coincided with a few different things like um in the late 80s you had whitley streber's communion which like took off was a huge runaway bestseller movie yeah and oh yeah which was our first episode actually um (laughs) yeah and and, uh uh there's also yeah there's also unsolved mysteries did an episode about roswell um did a whole they did a several UFO episodes, I think. Oh, yeah. They were really scary at the time. Like, they were, like, they did a great... They had... I don't know. For some reason, the production values of Unsolved Mysteries always, like, really got to me as a kid. Okay. What got to me was the theme song. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> it is... I would be in bed because I had... I had, you know, high school, junior high, whatever the heck I was in at the time. I had to get up early for that. For high school, I had to get up, like, at 5.30 just to get ready and catch the bus and everything. Yeah. And so I went to bed at like nine, which I think might've been when Unsolved Mysteries was on, or maybe it was 10. I don't know. But I remember lying in bed, hearing the theme song at night and thinking the show was a lot creepier than it actually is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's not so creepy now, but like, uh, like definitely as a kid, like just the whole, I don't know, like Robert Stack is just so serious looking and then he, <laughs> And then you got the, and the all the all the stuff's like shot on film, so it looks very cinematic, and it's got like a, you know, more production value than I guess it would like nat like now and the equivalent type of shows that they have now, and mm. uh, and it just has I don't know it just had a it, it there's just like, it just has a vibe you know, and there was less like picking apart of that kind of thing you know, or 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 alternate kind of interpretations or skepticism about it. Well, I, I thought, I mean, when I watched the show more recently as an adult, because I didn't really watch it as a kid because it was on so late, well, late for me. Um, yeah. I remember thinking it was extremely credulous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is. It's all real, right? <laughs> yeah. like the ghost ones, everything, It's there's no, like, skepticism. I mean, I think this documentary had more skepticism than that show had. Yeah. Well, yeah. Setting the bar pretty low. There, yeah. Yeah. There are several guys uh, that they interview, or at least one guy who outright can, says can he does. Can we actually back up a little bit? Because I remember what? we started a, a, a conversation thread and didn't finish it. Oh, what's that? About me hugging actors. Oh. <laughs> How many have you hugged? Uh, maybe two. Successfully? <laughs> Yes, I'm talking about actual hugging. Not, okay, who's not, the other one? You mean other than Jonathan Frakes? Yeah. Uh, Jared Padalecki. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Is that, that the supernatural guy? 
that was a photo op. It doesn't count. You know, he hugged everyone who was in line to get a photo with him. So oh, okay. you're saying that uh, that when you hugged Jonathan Frakes, it wasn't like a photo op? You were there. Yeah, I took a photo of it. No, you didn't. Yeah. There's no photo of us hugging. Yeah. Then what are you talking about? We don't have a photo of us hugging. There's multiple photos of you hugging. What are you talking about? No, that's photos of him standing with his arms over our shoulders. What? Whatever. <laughs> you did not take a photo. There's literally a photo of you in that other room with him in a hug. That's not a hug. He has his arm over my shoulder. Oh no, we're gonna no, we're like gonna d- dissect the meaning of the word hug here. No, I meant you know hug like front like arms around. You this know. marriage is over. <laughs> <laughs> the hug was because you told him I would. Well, you can you know the hug because you. You said that I would really be happy if he hugged me, and he did, and he laughed, and he hugged me, and I was in full Riker cosplay at the time. Yeah. You know, he's he's very tall, and it was a very nice hug. (laughs) He's, like, almost a foot taller than me. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I I don't want to go on about how I... The beard on the forehead, all that. No. His strong beard. His strong, his strong manly beard. Well, no, I just I noticed forehead. because I had because I was in cosplay as Riker, my hair was all like kind of slicked back, and when he hugged me, I distinctly noticed his. I felt the hair of his beard on my forehead. It was a lot softer than I was expecting. <laughs> he uses a uh, product. Well, actually, he does because he was putting stuff in his beard when I was wait, waiting to talk to him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you were all like, "Oh, what's uh, what's that there? What what you got? No, what's in the beard?" Oh, <laughs> remember when when we got that ten forward photo? He together. He asked me, "What is it?" Oh, he asked me if I had trimmed my beard. That's what he asked. Yeah. Which is um, ironic because uh, you you drew your beard on. So. Well, he knew that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he knew that. That's why he was commenting on it. He knew it wasn't real. <laughs> I mean, you know, he knew that it was a that it was drawn on. Well, okay, yeah, you don't know if he knew that. Maybe he yes, actually I believed know. it was real. He did agree to host uh, Alien Autopsy Factor Fiction. That doesn't <laughs> he I really want to ask him, it, like, what his thoughts are on that and on like the Beyond Belief stories. But I have a feeling he's not. He wouldn't answer me. I think he would just say like. You know, what do you think, fact or fiction, or something like that? Like, I don't think he would give me a straight answer. Wow, you have such little faith in Franks. Yeah. Uh, no, he was, he, was, he, was, he was kind of a prankster, so I really think he would not give me a straight answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what if he hears this show and he's like, I can't believe that Woozle thinks that about me? <laughs> oh, come on, do you think he would give a straight answer? I, I don't think he would. Exactly. Um, but he's an actor. He's trained in deception. So um, he's also, you know, like very—he likes to mess with people. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Um, but uh, sorry. So the, uh, <laughs> sorry. Right. No. Joe. So this I is. I just wanted to brag about the hug. Although the show is very credulous, it does have at least one guy who comes two. on too. Um, who clearly say it. That's not counting the guy who fought it, but they cut that out or whatever. Well, because um, I know, I think the cinematographer, Alan DeVoe, De- DeVoe? Yeah, oh, shoot. I forget what his name is. Um, yeah. Uh, shoot. Oh. He, he's the one, yeah. Um, 
Uh, let's see. So he is, according to Wikipedia, Alan DeVoal, uh, American cinematographer known for collaborations with Steven Spielberg on E.T., uh, The Color Purple, and Empire of the Sun. Was he one of the ones who said he thought it was fake? Yeah, he was one who said pretty categorically that it was fake. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had he had some really great points, too, because it's like it's so stagey. Like, yes. It's like so like obvious. Like, I mean... You, I mean, it, it's like if the camera went out of focus like one or two times, like but I could see that. But like, it's definitely like strategic where it's going. I, I love how they try to defend that by, well, it's because you know they didn't have autofocus at the time, and the person was moving around, so yeah, like a surgeon bumping into them. So that's why it goes out of focus in all the really important shots. Yeah, yeah, that's like the. the I think they have like a was a, a, a navy cameraman talking yeah. about this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> He's like, well, you know, like it, it's just to record it and document it. It's not to like actually have footage that's meaningful or anything. So, um, yeah. So, to be totally honest, the amount that I would trust any Navy camera retired Navy cameraman on any subject is yeah is nil. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's sorry, but every time I've I've met like a retired guy who did something in the army, and you know, the army has its own versions of like lots of different things. You know, they've got yeah. like. Um, they're all they're all like terrible at it. They're and the, and it's oh you know the, the job is is just to like record something. It's not to actually like make it like uh, just just the fact that it happened, not actually record record what happened, just yeah, the like fact I, that it like did. And it's like that seems very stupid. I mean, I guess maybe that's in the army. They're like we just need some idiot who can hold a camera. So you know whatever. But like. Uh, I, I when it comes to like yeah like an like a airplane accident or something but if you're talking about like a sp- uh, alleged spaceship crashing i mean i'm pretty sure they would probably get like some better film equipment and, Not, and, and so i would think one of two things either they would have a stationary camera right right overlooking the whole thing rather and or they would have someone really experienced i also suspect if they I mean, I would think if they just had some, you know, random officer or whatever holding the camera, wouldn't they be maybe like shaking or something? Because if I saw an alien being dissected in front of me, I think I would be trembling. No, no. Because these, that's these, so... These guys are bad hardened military men. They're not scared of anything. So, not because I'd be scared necessarily. I don't know if scared would be the right word, but... That would be overwhelming to like see a, a you know a life form from outer space. That yeah. would be like, completely overwhelming, wouldn't it? I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on the context of what you're. I mean, I don't know, but like, it's obviously fake, so it kind of doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't but, know. that that telephone in the background is pretty convincing. Oh yeah, I love the, and all oh, those surgical trays. Like that guy makes the point about they don't use those rectangular ones anymore. It's like they wait, they don't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I know they, that looked like a modern surgical tray to me, but I also I'm not a surgeon. So. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of see with like a lot of the people on the show, they're just like even like some of the UFO witnesses, they're just kind of like, yeah, I guess that could be something like what I was. I mean, they probably either they edited them heavily or they paid them to be to say, yeah, I think it's real. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, I think. Well, I think being on the show itself, the, you're just kind of like you're feeling pressured already just by being on something to be like, yeah, I guess, yeah. I, it's, if I squint hard enough, yeah, that looks like what my dad said he saw or whatever. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know why they they clearly had a couple of people saying no. I think it's fake. 
So why did they edit? Uh, what's oh Stan Stan Winston. Stan Winston? Yeah, why did they edit his responses to make it seem like he believed it was real when he didn't? Because um, they had other people saying. Well, I'm, I'm going to assume it's probably because Alan Devoe um, and the, whoever the other guy was just didn't give them anything good at all. We're just oh, like, this is garbage. And then when Sam Vincent was like, this is fake, but it's really well done. So like, oh, cut that part out and we can salvage the rest of his thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, and there, there's a couple, like, cause yeah, I don't think there's a single person on here who's like, oh, this is, this is real and this is proof. They all hedge their bets. They all yeah. say, done and you know. I mean, there's a couple of, not people, not experts who are watching the film and that's experts in quotes. There's a couple of people who tell even more incredible stories, like the person who says, oh, like my grandfather actually met like three aliens or two aliens and they were crying or something, you know, like those stories where it's just like even more absurd than. It's like my grandfather met, saw the alien and the alien looked at him. Well, that, that, well, I think the particular witness you're talking about, she, uh, I don't know. She's, um, (laughs) she's, she's usually considered pretty credible by people who believe in that shit, but yeah, she, uh, people who believe in that stuff. Well, is she, I, I I forget. She's probably a well-known quantity in the, the UFO community. Well, yeah. Well, as far as like the Roswell case, yeah, she was not like a, she was not one of those big celebrities or anything, but she, uh, her father was the fire, I believe the fire chief of Roswell. Um, uh, so, like, he allegedly... Again, you're talking about all this shit. Like, half the stuff we hear about, we lo- we've we heard about bodies and stuff, comes secondhand. Like, my dad saw this, or my... Yeah. You know, that kind of Early thing. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of them actually... I mean, ah, so the thing is... I, Problem is when you know a lot about the whole UFO thing and the history of the lore and the mythology and, and the and the alleged whatever, uh, it, it, it's frustrating because the stuff that you get in like these little specials is such a tiny snapshot of it, and it's just like when you're like a huge nerd about this shit. It's is just that, like, is that like getting into the whole like the influence that Close Encounters and Communion had on the way that aliens look and all that sort of stuff? And yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, alien or whatever, and then they became greys after. After uh, I almost said first contact, not first contact. Yeah, after close encounters came out. Yeah, well, no, close encounters based their their aliens literally on like a few different cases. Like there was a there was definitely kind of like a trend towards that type of alien towards the end of the seventies and like. Well, I think communion influenced that, or was influenced by that. Well, yeah, communion. Well, yeah. Well, no, I mean, commu- again, a lot of people were claiming to see these things. And again, I'm not saying it's real, but I'm just saying like it, this can't, it didn't just like come out of nowhere. It wasn't, didn't just come from one book. It was like a lot of things were coalescing into like this as kind of uh, solidifying into this is what, this is what aliens are. Or yeah, ma- mass hysteria works. I guess. Yeah. Hey, so I'm curious then, cause uh, Alex, you know a lot about Roswell and, and the actual, what actually happened or what is alleged to have happened. Right. So I'm just curious, like, so the, the story and the facts as, um, as we're getting it in the alien autopsy fact or fiction, uh, do they, I mean, not saying, not saying that the things actually happened, but do they line up with, with the, 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 the generally accepted mythos. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the first part of, as far as like the basic story. Yeah. I mean, they, they got that fine because it's like pretty much no one 
disputes that as far as like the UFO people go. But the uh, but once they start getting into like this, the camera guy who actually had the alien alleged fictional cameraman who supposedly shot the alien autopsy footage. Yeah, that's all unrelated. But yeah, the, the first part. But it's like the first part that they have is just very basic stuff mm-hmm. you see in every other special. Okay. Um, so yeah. The, uh, like the material they said they found with the, the markings and the handprints and all that, is that, was that all pretty established? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they, 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 inter- we'll see, they have interviewed that they had Jesse Marcel, who was the son of the intelligence officer who went to the ranch where the rancher supposedly found this wreckage and, uh, took some of it home. Again, this is, before anybody knew anything about anything took it and showed some of it to his son and this his son saw this and this and, this, uh, and that basically his father the guy who showed him this wreckage uh, was the guy who basically broke the story in the late 70s he basically linked up with some UFO people and told him about what he's alleged to see and then other people said they saw similar things and then mm-hmm. a few people said they saw their bodies and that's it kind of picked up from there and then of course you have uh, a bunch of bandwagon jumpers and a bunch of people i mean i don't know there's actually a lot of interesting things about roswell um a lot of like the wikipedia article about it is awful like i <laughs> just, i'm surprised i'm surprised at how bad it is like it's i got it's extremely complex stuff because basically the 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 story of what happened has changed several times from the official government. Yeah, it started as flying saucer, weather balloon, then ultra secret weather balloon, even though the ultra secret weather balloon that they alleged that was the oh, cause the, of the one to spy on Russia or whatever. Yeah. The thing is the materials that were used in that weather balloon were exactly the same as regular weather balloons. So it was like, it's not really a good explanation of what the was alleged to be seen, but that doesn't mean that what was seen was alien or whatever. I, I'm just, I think- I think that the the interviews with again I for, I forgot his name but the the person whose father brought back the material or whatever I think that that's kind of a good lesson in how eyewitness memories are are faulty because he says he remembers it, it having the symbols and yeah well well he said well he basically says like it doesn't really match up with what he saw but yeah, he said but he said it, I think the symbols were bigger and I'm thinking well if you saw that as a kid you wouldn't really remember the size of them that well. Well, he he's very been very specific about what he saw. I mean, it's I don't know. <laughs> it depends, it's, I guess. That's typical, you know. People, especially if we're talking about seeing something when you were a kid or years ago, we we you know we're we're not very good at necessarily remembering details like how big the the rooms were on the you know. Whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. Yeah, I definitely confabulate a lot. It's in more like in saying, well, that's not the same stuff I saw. It's similar. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's. I mean, the stuff in the video in the in the or footage, sorry, the film, whatever, because it is a film. It was <laughs> the the autopsy film. Yeah, the it, like it's obviously based on what people have had said that they saw, and it was obviously grossly, you know, like in a broad. But it's just it's. You know, it's just like, uh, it's just, I, the whole thing's just so transparently phony looking to me. I just, <laughs> it just bother. It, it almost bothers me that anybody would even give it the time of day. You know? Yeah. Well, well, people want to believe. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think when you actually, um, because when you look at the Wikipedia page for for this uh, alien autopsy fact or fiction, um, I think one of the interesting things about it was apparently um, uh, film direct. It says film director John Jobson was engaged to uh, direct several portions. Uh, Jobson has stated he became immediately suspicious upon meeting Centilli in London, and after conducting further investigation, investigation, told both Fox and Kiviat that he believed quote the whole thing was. Kiviat, I guess that's someone else involved in this. Yeah, I think it might have been Ray Centilli, Centilli's uh, partner or something in the endeavor. I don't know. Oh, okay, that, yeah. That he, believed. that he believed that it was um, a, uh, uh, you see, the whole thing was a fraud. Um, the, the, the video. Yeah, he described their response. It was then made clear to me that if the footage was exposed as a hoax before the show aired, the ratings would suffer. Uh-huh. And what what I think is just weird about that is the idea that like this guy John Jobson they brought him in to direct this and he's like do you guys know this is fake and it's like what yeah I I mean that's weird that he thought that was a deal breaker yeah, yeah but don't tell anyone well it's just weird because I would think like if they came to me and said hey we want you to direct this thing I'd be like well of course it's a fake thing I'm just gonna come in and do a job and get paid you know I'm yeah. just surprised that this guy was like holy shit you guys this is actually fake you know well it, they, they didn't. I mean, they didn't frame it as this is fake. That's, you know, so. No, no, I know. But like what I'm saying is, look, there, there's a whole lot of kayfabe going on here. Um, yeah. Exactly. I would assume that, that everyone involved in the making of this thing, other than possibly the actual Roswell the witnesses that they interviewed, yeah. is like, this is total baloney, but we're pretending it's real, you know, so Our that the rubes insane. who are watching can like. And you know, enjoy it on that level. Well, they even, I mean, they, they really do frame it as what do you think? That's very Fox, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm just surprised that this the direct the, the director seems to have been like, wait a minute, this is fake, and it's like, uh, like, surprised to, like he seems surprised like to realize it's fake. Yeah, like, and he seems he, to think that that's going to be an issue. You know, it's like, do you not work in media? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's the Fox Network. Come on, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my, well, they they could say anything that's not real on Fox. So it's like, what? Come on, man. What are you? Are you not paying attention? Yeah, I mean, it's like when animals attack. I mean, uh, <laughs> co- cops. I mean, uh, too, too hot for TV. I mean, come on. This is like that's the kind of channel you're dealing with here. Yeah, it's just it's just such an odd thing. Maybe it's because this is 1995, and and maybe people were just different people then. People were more, you know, we didn't have as much internet, you know, access to internet information. So yeah, people so people were, yeah. people cared whether or not things were real in those days. Um, yeah, Jobson guy did. And I think people become more skeptical of the media since the internet and people being able to put up anything they want. And maybe if 1995. Fox had like listened to Jobson and been like, it's fake. You're right. We better like, just, we better stop putting this shit on the air. Uh, maybe we'd live in a different world now where, where one station. Yeah. I'm just saying these things have, have a ripple effects. Um, yeah. But well, this, uh, this was hardly the first example of, you know, something obviously fake being portrayed as real in the media. No, no, and no. People, again, people want to believe. Think about the people who heard the War of the Worlds broadcast and thought it was real. Yeah. And yeah. that wasn't even broadcast as, hey, this is a true breaking story. Yeah. So well, even, even that story is kind of uh, a f- sort of like exaggeration fabrication too, because like that really didn't happen on that massive a scale. 
It, yeah, that's true. That's true. Actually, so, I mean, it was just a handful of uh, really yeah. gullible people. Yeah, I don't. Um, you know, but the other thing is, so apparently, uh, Jobson um, was so troubled by mm. this that he in, that he hired his friend, a well-known private investigator, William Deere. <laughs> Uh, oh, he was in the documentary. Yeah. Investigating the camera guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but apparently, um, according to Jobson, Deere was held back by the producers for fear that the hoax would be exposed, <laughs> and he was limited to investigating the identity of the mystery cameraman. So, so Fox clearly was like, yeah, this is a hoax, but we want to make money off it, so we can't have anyone involved with, the, with this, like, come out and point out how fake it is right right but watching it yourself you can clearly 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 see that yourself that it's fake yes yeah i mean it looks fake it does you're seeing the footage they show the whole footage Uh, yeah yeah i mean you if when you watch the whole unedited video i mean it just it just feels so stagey that's true i mean what really gets to me is the going in and out of focus which we yeah. already talked about but right. that's what really it's kind of you know like hey if they really had an alien they would be recording this as yeah. well as they could with they probably would have used color film I mean, they had color film you well, know? And, and i still think they would have had multiple cameras i think they would have had yeah i mean you could argue oh the footage got destroyed but i'm sure that's what conspiracy theorists say but I think they would have had still cameras. I think they would have filmed it from overhead. I, I think there's a lot of things they would have done to make damn sure it got recorded. Now, yeah. I think, um, unless I'm mistaken, eventually, uh, Alex, you can correct me on this, that Sam Tilly kind of came out and said that it was staged, but that it was a recreation of a film that he had seen. But Allegedly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's just trying. It's it's obviously just trying to keep the keep it alive a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. just I a mean, little bit. You know, it's just kill the, the mis- It's a thing where you hear that you're just like, uh, yeah, right, buddy. Sure, I believe. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but um, I I actually wanted to go back to the discussion of the material they found. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because this is something that since Alex, since you seem a lot more well versed in the whole background of the Roswell incident than I, that I am, that then I am, even though you know. I went through a phase in the 90s where I was obsessed with aliens, but I never believed they had come to Earth. I just was obsessed with the mythos behind them, but not to the same factual extent you are. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I'm mean, pretty agnostic about most of it. But I do think there are – I mean, I'm very – I will say this. I'm very open to there being something kind of like odd and real behind it, but I'm like uh, – I mean, I guess, I guess what I meant when I said that is you're more familiar with all the details of the actual lore than I am. Right, right. Not right, that right. you're more likely to believe it than I am, because that right. I don't know anything about. But, but that you're more aware of all the, you know, all the different stories. And different yeah, stories. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because I, I, God, I spent so many freaking hours looking at books like that, like wasting so much of my life on this. I, shit. I definitely read the <laughs> life one. Time life's the unexplained. Yeah, I read yeah, that. yeah. Oh my god, the ad for that used to freak me the hell out. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So-and-so has a dream about children trapped on a black mountain. Then the coal avalanche destroys. It's like, oh my fuck. It's just scary shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my family has a lot of stories like that, like uh, premonitions and shit. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah, tons of them. Ooh, wait, wait. Um, like, I, I wanted to. No, I want to hear this. Material. Okay, fine. Let's finish that. But I want to hear this premonitions. I thought about the material. Okay, finish your thought. Uh, oh, I had a question about it because, yeah. 
the the person my thought and and uh bitter can you know can uh, agree with this because bitter had to listen to me screaming about it all night is that when they talk about the material that looks like foil but you can crinkle it up and it opens back up my thought automatically was mylar yeah uh yeah i don't i don't know if mylar does it to that degree though to the that they were describing but maybe because i mean i just uh, thought well i mean mylar often looks like foil it's often silver and it's shiny and metallic looking but it's plastic and you can crinkle it up and it'll pop back open i mean it's possible well also they're like describing things like little glyphs on it and things like that so i don't know but yeah. then again it's a it's complicated because like at, in the newspaper article at the time like the the rancher um after being held by the military for a little while came by the, the radio station and told them that yeah uh basically what i found was some kites kite sticks and uh some uh tape with flowers on it and stuff like that like he was held by the military so it's like hard to say like what that meant oh exactly. you know if they if they said this is what you're gonna tell them yeah yeah that's the thing it just the the explanation that is like the current government's like final explanation of everything it just doesn't really fit everything quite well but at the same time like you know aliens are it's I, it can be hard to swallow and almost the, the source of the bodies and things like that are very like second or third hand at, at best really uh in the late 70s there was this guy named leonard stringfield who was a ufologist who lived near wright field uh in dayton ohio and he was like the guy where all were like he would get anonymous reports from people about this stuff and he would like uh basically document all what they, they said and there was a lot there was like a some consistency to what they're saying but a lot of difference too so like it's obviously probably a lot of different people saying just saying bullshit to him but a lot of the stuff comes from him um a lot of the like body stuff like there, and there was always long rumors of there being like some footage of something you know, um, that was all that, that had been going around for a long time. So, like, by the time of the mid 90s, you know, when this Rainy Santelli decided to put together this thing, these things had been flying around the ether forever. You know, it was like there's plenty of material to just like, okay, let's just make an autopsy thing and cash in on the whole thing. I mean, that was pretty much and that's what happened, pretty much, you know. <laughs> Like there's a, there's a guy actually in this video, uh, Cyril Wecht. Yes, yes, the the autopsy guy. Yeah, the uh, pathologist. Oh, the guy, guy who's done a million autopsies. Yeah, because I've yeah. seen that guy around. He's like a celebrity autopsy he, guy. Yes, exactly. He came to the conclusion that this is not a human body, and it's like no duh. I don't think any when they were talking about oh maybe it's a woman with Turner syndrome. I, I, you know, I don't think anyone actually believed any of those theories. Yeah, but he's like I I, I feel like he was like. I don't know, like involved was he involved in OJ or something? Because he feels like I've, I know I've seen him in something. I think he might have been one of the people who died who uh, autopsy JFK. Oh, jeez. Oh. Okay, I mean that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it was like he became famous for that, and then yeah, he's yeah. I would not call that guy a trustworthy source as far as like. Uh, I mean, I don't think though anything he said was necessarily problematic. He basically said this is clearly not a human body. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, we can tell that. yes, but I think that like 
saying that like that that implies something you know he's it's like it's not a human body and he doesn't follow it up with like it's a oh, rubber puppet he doesn't follow it up with that is clearly not living tissue or, right i mean or not living you know what i mean that yeah is if, if not an organism yeah if he just gets up and says like that's not a human it's like yeah people are going to draw a very specific conclusion from that and it's not hard to see what it would be yeah, yeah. I was, since i was coming at it from a no duh that's not a human it's yeah. a it's a dummy. Well, also, I mean, the, yeah. The other thing to keep in mind is people are extremely uh, credulous, well, like in general. Again, I want yeah. To- yeah, but I'm saying is like, look, I remember when like I was having arguments with people about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, people were saying about- it really oh, happened, man. And they were like, it really happened. It's like, and well, I was because they say it's based on. In the very beginning, they say it's based on. Uh, a- they can't lie about that. You know, like, <laughs> I remember specifically saying, like, no, it's it, they just made it up. It's not, like, a real thing. And this person was like, well, then, if it's not real, how'd they film it in that house? What? And it's like, that... Uh, it's, it's a prop? It's like... like have, they never, have they never seen a movie that's, like, filmed on an... In a, in well, it's a, weird. Even if it's a real house, it's like, that doesn't imply that when you act out a thing in that house, it has to be based on a thing that actually happened in that house. Yeah. The house is not like, that's not like how reality works. Are, are they assuming that all the bones and crap that's in the movie, oh, that was actually in the house? Maybe. I mean, well, my point is like, people, it's that? very easy to convince people of something because you see it on TV and they just, yeah, oh, they can't lie about something like that. You know? Um, yeah. You know, so it's. People have no media. Until yeah. People understand. Right. I mean, and and uh, look at look at look at reality now. You know that's only gotten worse. Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, well, now people don't believe stuff they should. Yeah. Well, remember, like you were talking about how in Game of Thrones that the actor who plays Joffrey was getting all those death threats. Yeah. Because people were like, because people like didn't. They were like, oh, we hate Joffrey so much. It's like he's not real. He's yeah. An actor. Yeah. Like there was the guy who was saying he if he ever met the actor he would punch him. Yeah. Because he hated the character because he hated you know, the character so much, not because he hated the acting, but the, he hated the character was, maybe he was acting too good of an actor. People mistook him for the, yeah, but that's the fundamental attribution error. Right. But I'm saying that like, so, you know, watching a movie like this, it's like, it's, it's not hard to, um, you know, it's just to see how someone could take that. It's not a human body as, Clearly, that means it's some other kind of. Bomb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're saying things. They're all being very careful not to actually say this is real. But it, the impression that you get from this whole thing, it's it's not hard to see. It's not hard to, you know, uh, kind of follow the, the the connect the dots to see like, okay, they're they want you. You know, they you're supposed you to think it's real. Or that you know, could, yeah. Or that there's a strong likelihood. Yeah, and you know, it's a sort of thing that like you know, in 1990. Um, uh, five. I think we would be like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? This is obviously fake, and we wouldn't think much. And this is obviously kind of created as an entertainment piece. We wouldn't think of it much. I mean, today we live in a very different world, and if something like this came out, you know, it'd be like that's extremely irresponsible because like everyone is going to believe this is real. Like you're going to be the I next. Think that. They're going to be the the next Q thing. But you then, know. But then when real stuff comes out, like. Well, what is reality? People, look, we are we are living a world. Everyone's just going to believe what they want to believe. So who knows what? But it just it's just interesting. I'm just saying it is interesting. The world of 1985 when Alien Autopsy Fact or Fiction came out, and if this came out, you know, in the world we live in today, are very different media worlds. You know. 
You'd have a whole thing, a whole movement dedicated to be like truthers about the alien autopsy video. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, would, it would just be like one of those things where like people, some people think it's real, some people don't. It'd be like literally like a thing where like people, <laughs> people are like, "This is real," and they and they would and they would come up not only with like their own interpretation of it, they would come up with like the, <laughs> the most ridiculous one. Like uh, this is this is literally a child being uh, uh, ripped up. It's a child being oh my cut God. apart by Democrats. That that is one hundred percent true. Yeah, they, they, they'd be like, "This isn't a. This isn't what abortions are like." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it, it, they'd always have to throw the children in there to make it to give it the most uh, charged. Uh, uh, this is this is a child being aborted. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, it's it's a good point because nineteen ninety five. You know, this is like it's a very slight. It's a it's a small. Um, uh, lull in uh, you know child abduction panics between uh, I think the Stranger Danger and oh yeah that was big in the eighties yeah between Stranger Danger and um, you know satanic ritual daycare abuse Which was early 90s. definitely by the mid nineties like the satanic panic stuff had calmed down a little bit at least I mean, uh, I mean my parents apparently I didn't realize my parents had believed any of it but apparently my mom was really worried about sending me to kindergarten after hearing about all that yeah yeah i mean i mean if if all your information about it was just like a few articles especially back then yeah where like you had it was either tv or a magazine or a newspaper you don't have snopes to look it up (laughs) yeah i mean exactly and like you didn't have uh you didn't have like but now we have multiple like forms of alternate basically any kind of alternate you can anything you want to believe you have a thing that will support it yeah like yeah so like i can't really blame a lot of people sometimes for being so credulous because we don't there is no legitimacy uh, to people to authority anymore there's nothing there's like no common thing that most people are going to accept because everybody's pretty much yeah. Well, here's a thing, yeah. um, and and Alex, I don't. I'm kind of de- derailing here, so feel free to, to cut. Oh, no worries. Um, because sp- speaking of uh, Woozle's parents, that that is fascinating to me. Because um, I mean, not that because they are they are very you know very rational. Uh, you know, I know I've, I know them. They're like you know pretty normy boomer libs. Um, yeah. But they have a healthy sense of skepticism. Right, right. They're not like they're not like rubes. But yeah. Well, well, the thing was, like in the eighties, that that stuff had gotten a lot of legitimacy in a lot of um, feminist quarters and a lot of um, uh, and in a lot of it was because it was like partially like I think a growing awareness that sexual abuse was a real, actually fairly widespread thing, and then, but coupled with the fact that these fantastical narratives were being pushed and a lot of anxieties about like changing roles of parenthood and they and and so i think a lot of people were kind of just willing to believe it because it just sounded it sounded crazy but like it was like you know because there were like these real people being accused of this stuff so like well, maybe there's something to it you know because yeah. i mean in the 70s there were a lot of like crazy serial killers who like literally did consider themselves like satanic or whatever, you know, or, or so like there was a lot of reasons to like be primed to believe this stuff. I think. And not not just like, and not, and, and not just like by Bible thumpers, 
Right. And when, and when you're, you know, like a first time parent, you don't want to do anything that might. Put your kid well, in yeah, exactly. That too. But here's the thing that I'm, that are two things actually. One, I mean, it makes sense they would because, you know, even if you're a normal, a rational, skeptical person in, in that time period, literally this thing is being given credence by every teacher, every judge, every news reporter, every police chief, every authority that you've been told is like, smart and rational is telling you, Oh, this is real when it's like, so yeah, I can see why people would be like, maybe there's something to it. Um, yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah. The other thing about it, that's very weird though. And I'm not trying to like say the throw shade on Woozle's parents or anything. So they were like, Oh, this, this could be real. Well, well, we, should we send her to preschool? I don't know. Okay, let's do it anyway. And it's like, okay, look, here's the thing. So if you believed it 100%, you'd be, well, you then, wouldn't take that chance, yeah. right? The fact that they were like, oh, let's, we can, let's do it anyway, shows that like on a, I believe, a subconscious level, they kind of did, they understood, no, this can't be real. Yeah, they, um, they, it gave them pause, but it didn't, they didn't Right, so they, right, right, right. Which is just because when you see, a, I think when people, I mean, a lot of stuff that we're seeing uh, with with a lot of conspiracy theories. I mean, now with the the Q and the Pizzagate and all that, the way people behave is so bizarre because you know they do seem to one hundred percent believe it, but their actions indicate that on a subconscious level they, they know it's fake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in a, in a way, it's kind of like, and I mean, it's kind of like an alternate reality game for a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, just to think is like they're like, hey, um, the government is run by like satanic pedophiles, and they can watch you uh, through birds. And it's like, I'm going to go to a protest with a sign and just uh, and with my face visible. Why would you do that if you believe that they were, you know, yeah. trying? It's like, come on. So obviously, it's like you don't well, believe it. You're. Don't it is like you said. It's an alternative reality game. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I think to the the level that some people do believe it is largely also because they're fucking idiots. There are just a lot of fucking idiots there's, out there. There's a lot of that too. or conspiracy theory. I mean, there's a lot of the, the people. People believe you know these things that they that give their lives meaning and yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, there's that, but I mean, there's also like the problem is is like you have like lots of like real corruption and conspiracy uncovered, like, and then you so you have like things can feel more plausible. Like, you know, the Epstein stuff makes the yeah. pizza, pizza get stuff. See, seem, yeah, that's true. You know, like, because there literally are networks. I mean, you know, again, there are things like that that do exist, and, but they're not necessarily, like, everywhere. That raises, because you talk about this a lot, that raises the question of, well, why aren't they up in arms about the real ones? Why do they need these fake ones instead? And Well, I, I will say largely it's because the real, the, 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 the um i mean a lot of like the pizzagate stuff was pushed by like roger stone and like people who are like pro-trump people and like you're talking about people who like had a very vested interest in making that stuff very popular yeah yeah you know for political reasons or whatever and and it so like there's often like it, i mean everything now is so hyper like ideological and political about everything so like every kind of like stance that you would take on something is a pre is now a predetermined. And in addition yeah. to that, you had bitter. You had an interesting theory about why people cling to fake conspiracies when there's real ones. Oh, it's it's not much of a theory. It's just basically that, like, if it's fake and you subconsciously know it's fake, then you don't have to solve anything. It makes it very easy. You just you like don't have to actually. You can be up in arms about it, but you can still be a good person without actually doing anything because yeah, 
Well, I like a lot of the Q stuff was kind of like hilarious because it like the whole thing was premised on the fact that Donald Trump was somehow secretly fighting against corruption. You know? Yeah, he was some kind of superhero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like a coping strategy of dealing with the fact that you're dealing with like a uh, like one of the like most obviously corrupt like people in the world and like it's just like <laughs> you know, he's, like the sod. he's not really corrupt yeah it's, it's you know it's all the people yeah he had to pretend it's that, like that, that way i can justify voting for him that's yeah, yeah. to make it clear that's not me talking because i know yeah yeah but i know exactly what you're saying though yeah i mean the uh well the other thing i mean the thing also the other thing is a lot of these people do know not not everybody but again, it is one of the big parts of right-wing ideology is that you have is is basically the embracing of hypocrisy because it's basically a power move. You're saying you can just put, you can basically say whatever you want, whether it's true or not, and you can and people can contradict you, but you will just contradict them back. It'll be you know, it's like a classic heads I win, tails you well, lose like thing. The, yeah. The book, I mean, did Trump write in in that book that he wrote, you know, years ago about? You know, hey, if people don't believe you, if you say it enough times, eventually they will. Just yeah. Say, yeah, tell yeah. a lie, but say it enough times and it becomes the truth. Was, didn't he actually say that? I mean, yeah, I'm sure he did. So Lots of people have said like, that. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't actually write that book, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's a whole, yeah. That's a yeah, whole yeah. No, the, the guy who actually co-wrote that book, The Art of the Deal, he later was like, oh, man, I re so regret writing that. He like his whole... He bit, yeah, he was like a big anti-Trumper when. Trump but I think, I oh, think that's Trump funny. Took those that you know those words to heart about hey, you know you can lie and people will believe you eventually if you do it enough times because that's that's was his whole strategy. Yeah, yeah. but truly lost the vote. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but the thing is, I think a lot of people, some people might believe it, but I think a lot of people, it doesn't really matter either way. It's just something. Yeah. That, it's something you could say. I mean, uh, I remember there's this classic essay by um what's his name uh you know sart you know john paul sart you know like mm -hmm. it's like it's about fascism and the way the la or anti-semitism the language of anti-semitism like how it's like the whole thing is basically an excuse to waste your time and and play power games with you i mean that's all it is it's always it's does it, it is absurd logically but it doesn't have it doesn't try to be logically consistent it is just literally flexing its power by just saying whatever it wants so i mean while a lot of liberal-minded people or, or other people will try and literally try and fight it and like point out the hypocrisy in it, it's against the point because the point is the fact that you are you are stating what the facts are. It doesn't matter if they're real or not. You are the one in power of the facts. You're you're the one in control. So like that. The information. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You you are stating things and and you and the thing is that you are immune from hypocrisy because it doesn't matter. I say what's real. I can dominate. I can do this. I can do that. I can work do with the go with impunity. That is what fascism is. Yeah, you know? they uh, they they play to win. Um, the, yeah. the rules don't matter. You know. Well, yeah, that's exactly. I mean, Trump is, I think, the best recent illustration of that. Well, I mean, look what just happened with Roe versus Wade. Yeah, the Democrats are like, oh no, you don't do that, but they don't do shit. And then, mm -hmm. of course, the the uh, the Republicans they just get away with it. It's like that classic joke about. Uh, uh, Airbud, like the like the like the like the guy in an Airbud movie or something, like saying <laughs> dogs can't play base basketball. You stop that right now, basketball. While they keep the dog keeps scoring, you know, 
it's the same type of thing. Like, like you can't, you're not dealing with these people. They're not, they're not dealing on a logical plane. They're dealing with the exercise of pure power and pure manipulation and pure corruption. I mean, it's just just like, there's, there's no, you can't, you know, they're not the, logical. Uh, well, yeah, because like right now, like like those uh, decisions that came down from the Supreme Court, you know, Roe v. Wade, not, not Roe v. Wade, the one that knocked down Roe v. Wade, another okay. one. Yeah, you know, a bunch of lawyers are looking at them like, yeah, these decisions make no sense and are basically just like, nah. And yeah, it's like, can you read the whole? Yes, but it's like that's again, it's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter because that's what they did. Yeah, because what yeah, because it's like that, is. and that's a flex by itself. They're basically saying like, "Who gives a shit about the law? What are you going to do about it?" I'm, exactly. I'm the fucking you Supreme you Court. Get off this really depressing topic, and go back to talking about the actual show because I don't want to talk about. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Alien autopsy, um, fact or fiction? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we'll go back. Yeah. Let's, Take ourselves back mentally to 1995 when everything was, <laughs> when everything was just peachy. And, uh, you know, well, I mean, OJ was on TV every day. That's OJ right. And also, it turns yeah, out you're right. Cyril Wecht yeah. actually did write about the OJ. Yeah. He released startling, the startling truth about OJ Simpson, David Koresh, Vincent Foster, and other sensational cases. Oh, David Koresh. Um, also, yeah, li- the lies, truth, and unresolved mysteries of the murder of JFK and who killed John Benet Ramsey. Oh, so, shoot, I forgot about that case. Remember when that was like the biggest thing in the news? That was a big one. And it wasn't, yeah. you know, all the stuff that's in the news now. It was just like, who killed this child, this yeah. baby model? <laughs> so, Sarah, so Cyril Wecht seems to have been like sticking his nose into all sorts of uh, famous uh, um, Yeah. Yeah, I think he might have even commented at one point on the Epstein thing too. Maybe that would that would not surprise me if he's, yeah. he's still around. So yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what he said or what was. I just yeah. I mean, yeah, but he is exactly that guy. He is like the guy, the guy you go to. You just basically pay pay to basically just justify whatever thing you want. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, him saying these are not organs doesn't—it doesn't really hold a lot of weight. Well, they're not. He's right. Well, yeah. uh, actually, he's wrong because it turns out they were like when when oh, they, they were animal organs. Yeah, when they confessed how they did it, it was like yeah, just a bunch of like chicken guts. I think. I think he meant they're not like human organs because he was saying they're not in the right place and they didn't look right. Yeah, there's no correspondence to like how it would actually be in a human or yeah, whatever. He was like, I've never seen human organs in this in this uh, organ. Right. Configuration. Configuration yeah. Thing. yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> fair, but again, he's he's omitting certain I mean, uh, facts that would cause people to draw an erroneous conclusion about what that means. Although you could also, I mean, I'm not trying to defend him because that's probably true. But if you look at what they did to, um, oh my gosh, Dan, I keep forgetting. Stan name. Winston. Stan Winston. Yeah. yeah. If you look yeah. at what they did to what he said. And how he got upset because he, he, you know, he said, hey, I basically said I didn't think this was true. And they didn't even show him saying that. They made it look like he was, wow, this has to be true because it's so good, so well done, whatever. Uh, they could have done the same thing. That is true, and, yeah. you know, edited what he said, but they probably didn't. But I'm just saying it's possible they could have. Um, yeah. He could have gone on to say, I don't think these are actual... Yeah. Yeah, this is real, and they just didn't play that part. Um, it's possible. It does. Wikipedia does not mention if he was upset about his portrayal in this. Yeah, um, 
I'm pretty sure he was just glad the check cleared. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, it was probably like Jonathan Frakes. I doubt, I mean, I don't think Jonathan Frakes believed it was real, but he was happy to, you know, talk about it and... Yeah. What do you think, you know? Well, it really helped him because I feel like... Um, I mean, obviously he got John this role. Yeah. yeah, he got this role obviously because of Star Trek. But I think this appearance kind of cemented him as the guy for the, 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 for the paranormal, paranormal guy because yeah. he was also right. in Factor Fiction. He was in the Paranormal Borderline, which was unfortunately canceled after just a few episodes. I think. Yeah, but he was in like a bunch of other things. Um, his he was in Roswell, and that was probably more because he, of this than well, Star he, Wars or yeah, Star Trek. He, yeah, that was in the 2000s, I think. Yeah. yeah, he helped, well, he directed some episodes. Right, yeah. And yeah, they probably got him because of his connection with the paranormal stuff. Yeah, because um, I feel like, you know, I, I mean, so, because I, I can't think of any other Star Trek guy who's kind of become... Uh, well, Leonard Nimoy was used to narrate a lot of kind of weird documentaries. And stuff. Yeah, I mean, In Search of, most famously. Was right, the, right. Yeah. Um, but I can't think because I'm also sure was because of Star Trek. Right. Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> saying uh, he obviously he he got this role because of Star Trek. But yeah. you know, the fact that most other Star Trek people have not been tapped to uh, do a lot of paranormal stuff indicates that Alien Autopsy is what cemented Jonathan Frakes as the guy for that. Yeah, and he's and you know it probably also made it not to fangirl too much, but it probably made it clear that he's got like a good voice to to host shows just like. Leonard Nimoy does. He's got the kind of deep, resounding voice. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, I guess. I, I try to think like if, if I was going to make a documentary about you know some uh, bullshit uh, cryptid or something, you yeah, know, who would you want to like which Star Trek guy would I pick? And I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess Michael Dorn has. A Michael Dorn would has a very uh, yeah. what stentorian presence yeah so he would be a good pick um obviously i mean jonathan Frakes does sound very authoritative he does he does so he's good for that and i mean of course i think uh uh, patrick stewart having that british uh voice i don't think he would do any of that no but he gives it i I honestly can't i mean i I almost can't really imagine him hosting anything weirdly (laughs) That's true. I mean, I can't imagine him agreeing to, but if you could get him to do it, I mean, yeah, he'd be great. People would, voice, yeah, like people right, would, like, right. yeah. Okay, I guess the point is like this: which Star Trek actors <clears throat> would you see them on a show like this and be like, "This is real"? Like, I, I, he said it. Like, which guy do you has the most authority? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, Freaks would be the guy you'd go to. Yeah, yeah, you were doing something, and they still they have him doing yeah German show that was like yeah because if they got like the guy who played uh, you know broccoli you'd be like no no <laughs> Berkeley, you know reginald barkley like, no, i don't believe this guy get off the stage or um well he's because look at his role in the show he was yeah. you know like a big what, or if they got like will wheaton on there you'd be oh. like you'd be like fuck off that's because no one liked his character yeah yeah. Um, well, I, I remember there was like in the in the like not too long after this, like about three or four years after this, there was another like fake video that started making the rounds. Uh, it was like interview with an alien, and it was just literally like a dark room with like a little alien puppet. It was like <laughs> I never saw that one. It, it was like an, it was an attempt to do something like this. I think it was just like so it was like so bad looking. But the they got the to host it. They got the guy. Um, 
uh, uh, what's his name? Stephen S. Williams. You know the guy who played X on uh, X Files. You know the oh, oh yeah yeah. <coughs> yeah yeah. I mean he he um he he hosted the the. So should I assume they couldn't get Frakes for that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if I don't even know if it was like on network TV or anything. So I, but there was definitely like some kind of like uh, special or video made where he um, hosted it. And uh, that's interesting because it is. Oh, it's from 1997, so it's right after Alien Autopsy. I wanted to bring up though. Speaking of other documentaries, let me go grab the case for it. That yeah. other one that was based on this. Yeah. So I feel like ups. since this one is like Area 51, the Alien Interview. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it, it's really bad. It's like yeah, it's like almost immediately after Alien Autopsy, and the fact that they brought on an X Files actor, it seems like they're really kind of. You know, doing the same mold thing. They're like, we'll get an actor who's famous for vaguely doing a sci-fi thing similar to this, you know, and that'll make people think it's real. What about yeah. this? Uh, what is this one? This is. Oh, what year? Let me take this? a look. This is. This was longer, but it was almost oh. unwatchable. So this is cover-ups and and Here. what is it? It's cover-ups and close encounters, hosted by Jonathan Frakes. Oh wow, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they do show them a couple of times, but not as much, if I remember correctly. Yeah. The thing is, I can't watch. It's it's like ninety minutes long, but it's almost unwatchable because the soundtrack it's mixed so poorly that. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you seen this one? The soundtrack is so loud that you miss half of what he and the people being interviewed are saying. Like you just you can barely understand them because the soundtrack is very intrusive and loud. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that particular one, but I've seen some really. I mean, I have seen some fucking bottom of the barrel specials. But it's just and, this one's also Jonathan Frakes, and it's not just the same footage that's in the Alien Autopsy one. This so they, one's like. It says it's originally from the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He did it for the Sci-Fi Channel. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's terrible. I mean, it's 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 funny because I, I even looked up the reviews on Amazon and I saw people saying, I, I bought this because I really like Jonathan Frakes, but you can't even hear him in it. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen some really bad like sound mixing in some of the and some of the worst documentaries about UFOs I've ever seen. Like it's just like, sad that this one makes Alien Autopsy look like a really good documentary. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, at least you can. Yeah, it's it's very clean and 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 to the point. I will give it that for. Yeah, Alien there's Autopsy. no like there's there isn't a lot of fluff in it. That's you know distracting fluff or whatever. It kind of sticks to relevant. Information, yeah. Relevant information, relevant interviews. Right. I mean, yeah. my main, the only real beef I have with the actual way it's filmed is that they had to have him with the sun in his eyes the whole time. Yeah, you could. Yeah, he's like definitely. I mean, it's the desert, man. It's like <laughs> I know that's exactly what Bitter said because I was saying, geez, they had to like, couldn't they have shot him so he's not squinting? And Bitter said he's in the desert. What do you expect? I was okay, fine. They could have done it indoors. I'm saying there's a lot of sun in the they desert. Had a couple of indoor clips, but it's just yeah. he's squinting the whole time. It, it's awkward to watch. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's the desert for you. I mean, uh, it's I mean, even here um, where I'm at in South Carolina, it's like it, when it gets sunny out, it's ridiculous. I mean, I I, I grew up in Southern California. I know. Yeah, you. you yeah, I'm pretty sure you yeah, understand. <laughs> I mean, I understand why it just bothers me. Oh, you're in, oh, Alex. I didn't realize you're in the humidity there. Oh God, it sucks ass, man. It's the <laughs> it's the fucking worst. It it's the it's I. Oh man, I hate it so much. Then maybe I shouldn't complain about the 107 degrees we had. Today. Yeah, it's a dry heat. Yeah. Dry heat. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
we were yeah because i remember when we went to like uh north carolina and it's just like oh my god it's like walking through like a it's just like, a dish rag the worst was georgia oh georgia yeah Georgia or florida it's like being oh florida's florida's the worst like yeah. yeah it's like going into a sauna that's what it feels like yeah i mean it's and it's like yeah and it rains every other minute so yeah uh, i told you how when i went to disney world it kept raining and we had to keep running and hiding under things and it would be like five minutes <laughs> Yeah, and then like the sun comes out, it's like oh, it never happened, and then it comes back, and yeah, it's like Micronesia. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like that. Yeah, well, I, I prefer dry heat. That's why I mean, I yeah, dry heat's a lot more comfortable. It's also worse for things like wildfires, but I don't want to get off topic. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, um, let's see what what else. Oh, so Alex, um, sorry. So apparently the the. The William Deere, the uh, mm-hmm. the investigative report. Yeah, yeah. They um, so I guess they restricted him to only investigating the question about the the the, the cameraman, uh, cameraman, and which he basically came out with like he's an old, he's old, he's white, he was. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said in the. That's yeah, which is like oh, that's some Cracker Jack yeah. uh, reporting. There. <laughs> yeah, I remember that exact line. Ace detective there, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nothing gets by uh, this gumshoe. They, they could have cut out stuff. I mean, yeah, um, they could have, you know, said, "Hey, you have to be vague, or we're gonna like sue you for leaking information." I don't know. So yeah. that guy also appears to be kind of a uh, um, a, a, a guy. Um, a guy. Yeah, because he's also uh, that William Deere guy. He was also featured in the 2000 BBC documentary about OJ Simpson. So he's oh. also another celebrity. Um, so he's another celebrity witness. Yeah, he seems like kind of a uh, you know one of these kind of star fucker type guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, which also, interestingly, he seems to have also appeared in uh, a, a movie that um, uh, Jennifer of um, Have You Seen This mentions uh, a bit, which is <laughs> the Dungeon Master, the disappearance well, of James David. Dallas Egbert. Sir, what? Well, that's okay. That's not the dun- that's he's not, not, no, he is not the dungeon master. He is in uh, he apparently uh, wrote the book about that case. Oh, interesting. Is so, the, is that the guy who made like the weird dungeons in his house that he the torture? No, you're thinking of uh, H.H. Holmes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this was some uh, kid who was uh, oh, 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 yeah. The movie was this the movie that was made with Tom Hanks in it? Yes. Oh, this is related to that. Yes. Was, was it like mazes and monsters or something? That's it. Yeah. That's the one. So, so wait, that was about a real case. Yeah, it was heavily fictionalized like, because I didn't, realize, I didn't remember that. I just remember um, being kind of a as, lot of good movies. As I recall, um, the uh, well, you know what? Never mind. I'm just gonna like I'll just read from Wikipedia what it says because it's like a paragraph. But apparently, Egbert was a 16 year old child prodigy. Egbert. The yeah, the kid. Um, that's his last name, Egbert. Oh. Um, uh, who was battling intense academic pressure, drug addiction, and personal issues. He entered the school's utility tunnels with the intent of committing suicide and then went into hiding after that attempt. After learning that Egbert had played Dungeon Dragons, Deer, who was unfamiliar with the game, suggested that Egbert may have entered the tunnels to play a live-action version of the game. Oh my this God. theory was taken as fact by the media and caused intense controversy over the psychological effects of role-playing games. Oh, after several that, weeks... So he didn't even necessarily mean it like... It was a psychological effect, but more like, oh, they wanted to make it more realistic, so they went into the tunnels and he got lost. Yeah. After several yeah. weeks, Egbert gave himself up to Deer. 
1980, less than a year after the incident, Egbert committed suicide by self-inflicted gunshot wounds. Deere kept the true circumstances of the disappearance a secret until four years after Egbert's death due to a promise he made to the boy not to reveal them. Uh, I I don't know about about that, but this was – um, yeah, the basis for Mazes and Monsters, and apparently a very big contributor to the late 80s Dungeons and Dragons uh, panic. So it wasn't all Jack Chicks. No, no. Panic. You know, no. like like Alex said, there's a lot of it's a rich tapestry. Um, yeah. but it is interesting to see that he's the guy who who is also doing this investigation of. Um, and it seems that he has a history of withholding information. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is bad if you're a PI or right. whatever he is. That that's kind of not that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, he was also involved in the exhumation of Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh. Um, oh right. Lord. Yes. Yeah. And um, oh, this is yeah. This guy wasn't involved in Kennedy. That was uh, Wecht. The, yeah. uh, oh shit! Coroner. I'm sorry. I got, yeah, this is the I investigator. The um, he was also a candidate for Texas governor in 2010. What? Yeah. Celebrity governor? Celebrity no, governor. Schwarzenegger. Um, however, surprisingly, for the Texas Democratic primary. Um, oh. Not what I would have expected, honestly. But um, So surprisingly yeah. was your commentary, not what it actually says on No, the I just – I'm sorry. I assume whenever you get like a – I just kind of assumed he would be Republican. Why? Oh, because he's like kind of – I don't know. He just strikes me as the sort. Sort. Like, but you know what? I mean, there's there's cranks of all political persuasions. Yeah. So. Um, but I don't think he actually made much uh, headway in that. Um, says he was only in the primary. Um, but yeah, yeah so he could have gotten like ten votes or something. Yeah, yeah too bad. So he did better than Beto. You <laughs> <laughs> do horribly all things. Yeah, but it's a funny joke. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he was prevented from doing a thorough investigation, apparently. Um, and so he uh, only talks about the, uh, the cameraman, although apparently Santilli um, eventually admitted that the cameraman was an unidentified homeless man oh, that they were yeah. in the Los Angeles. Wait, I think I heard that. Was that in that show, we, that movie? It was probably in the movie because... Yeah, so I was, like, was going to say, I think I heard that. Yeah. Um, because there was more recently a a movie based on this this story. Alex, you probably have heard of that. I've heard of it. I've not seen it. Um, we I, watched it uh, like last year, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a kind of comedic, fictionalized story of Centilli, uh faking this this autopsy and selling it to Fox. And, and yeah, it must have had him finding a homeless because I was going to say, somehow that, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not particularly good. And but it's entertaining. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's amusing. Yeah. Uh, Woozle was, was angry because there was not enough Jonathan Frakes in it. I don't think there was any Jonathan Frakes in it. There was only archive footage of him. Yeah, because from... you had said, hey, you have to watch this. Jonathan Frakes is in it. And there was nothing I hadn't seen in it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> they were too cheap to actually get him to, to show up for any new footage in this. <laughs> yeah um yeah no i need to see that i have not seen it um, i mean it's it's entertaining i thought yeah just for you know thoroughness sake you know yeah um and uh yeah so apparently there was a sky documentary called aemon investigates alien autopsy Amen? 
Yeah, Eamon. Like presented by Eamon Holmes. Oh. Yeah. Um, and in that, that's where Santilli calls, calls it a restoration. Um, saying it yeah. was a reconstruction of an actual autopsy film that he viewed in the 90s, but that had deteriorated. Oh, he's trying to cover his blood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, I, I got to admit, I respect the hustle there. You yeah. Know, just, just keep it alive. Just keep it going. Just somehow. <laughs> actually do, that is actually what happens in the fictionalized movie about this. Which is interesting because when we were watching the fictionalized movie, I was just like, God, there's so many like twists and this is just so convoluted. They should have just made it an actual like alien. But then I realized like, oh, the reason it's convoluted is because it's it's they're pretending that all these like things he made up to cover his ass are actually what happened. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's yeah, it, it it's uh, is what it is. Yeah. I think it's worth watching if you're. I think for anyone who's really sorry, I'll get close to the mic. Yeah. I think for anyone who's really interested in researching this topic, I think it's worth watching. Oh yeah, for sure. I I, I um I think it came out during a period where I wasn't that interested in the whole because you know, by that point it was like well revealed to be a hoax. It's like of course it's a fucking hoax. Yeah, I think it I think it came out just a couple years ago. Yeah, I I think it came out after everything was kind of uh you know like no one cared about it. No one cared because it's like look it's. We've moved on. We're, uh... Yeah. We're obsessed with, uh... Pizzagate. Yeah, and, uh... The, uh whatever was the... Did, when did the movie come out, officially? Uh, when did it come out? Let me see. I don't remember the name of it, so you can Uh, let me look it up. Alien Autopsy. It came out in 2006. Oh! oh. I'm sorry, that was... I thought it was just a few years ago. Obviously, I was misinformed. That's way more... Old, that's way older than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but still way beyond the point where anyone had still cared about the alien autopsy video. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think we've pretty much covered everything we could cover with this. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah, we've, we've talked for a while, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like for, for like what, like basically a, a total like 40, 40 minute, 45 minute special, like. Yeah, yeah, we've talked double that, but and we it's did, not even for it's like thirty minutes. We did have some digressions, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully you can you can massage into something useful. <laughs> I don't think I've too much. Do you have any last thoughts about Jonathan Frakes? Wait, about him or about the documentary? Uh, say something about Jonathan Frakes. Either, either, and or both. I don't care. <laughs> his melo- his bar- yeah. melodious baritone voice oh, and his uh, saying that and his oh. uh, his. His deep and emerald eyes. His eyes are blue. Yeah, Emeralds you, are green. Oh, uh, whatever. He doesn't have green eyes. Oh, well, I, I do like... Eyes. <laughs> what? Well, wait, wait. What color is sapphire? Is that red or black? Sapphire blue? is blue, but it's a very kind of violet, purplish blue. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. And his eyes are more of a grayish blue. Anyway, gotcha. beside the point, I, I will say, though, for, for real, uh, that I thought the touch they had him do at the end where it was, you know, sort of a, what do you think? But the whole, you know, imagine being, yeah, yeah. you know, and crashing on this planet, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. Th- that was very classic Frakes too. It just had a very, like yeah. he has, he has that like kind of wistful, almost wistful tone about him. Yeah. yeah. He does that. And then he, you know, he did his signature smile at the end, which he's got that yeah, Mona Lisa it, 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 smile. 
No, Mona Lisa has like the little barely visible mouth close smile. He, he smiles like it's very obviously smiling. But he, he smiles like like a like a has, like an imp. I st- well, yeah. <laughs> I still think yes, he has a very mischievous smile, but I also think he has one of the most. He's like, have you? Well, you're ready to solve my riddles free three. I mean, they really played it up in, in Beyond Belief, where they would have him make bad puns and then smile, but. Yeah. Uh, it was just, you know, he ended it with that that comment and that smile, and it, it just kind of, I liked the note that it ended on. It was kind of heartwarming. Which yeah, was, yeah. It was really about an autopsy. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like poor alien, you know? I mean, yeah, like, I know, it, it really made you feel bad if, if this had been real for yeah. the poor guy. I mean, it also, yeah, the way he said, like, in, even though it crashed and, and died and failed in its mission, it still delivered the most important message ever to humankind that we are not alone. Yeah, and it's like, it, it's, just, it, it makes me, it gives me the chills, but in a good way. It does kind of make you almost wish like it, this, that it was real. That, yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Cause he doesn't try, you know, he could have framed it as, Oh, they're coming to invade. We have to be careful, blah, blah, blah. You know, he could have framed it as threatening, but in, but, or whoever wrote his dialogue, that is, could have framed it as threatening, but they didn't, you know, they, they, they ended it with this very heartwarming, here's a nice thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, and hopeful. I like it was hopeful which yeah. is something that we don't have a lot of nowadays. <laughs> so watching that and contrasting that with all the grim dark media that's out there and what they're, you know, just, it was a nice like contrast, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I liked it too. It's very, it was like, it was, it was a nice, it was definitely a nice little way to end it. Very, and it just, it just, it, I think it especially worked because it just very utilized uh, Frakes's uh, charisma for that. And it just like really worked His, well. Yeah. Yeah. His charm. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else about, I guess. Um, do, do, is this one of the ones where you talk about whether you recommend it or not? Or is that- I, I mean, no, I don't usually do that. I mean, but I mean, uh, I just. The other ones I just <laughs> do that. Yeah, sometimes I do that. It just depends, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's not really, it's not like, because uh, we're like, yeah, five five popcorn it's not, ba- it's buckets. It's not like a, a normal movie <laughs> I, most yeah. people are going to be interested yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite that. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, F- yeah, five, uh, five um, hacksaws out of uh, <laughs> five. Yeah, no. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I did enjoy watching it again. I have, literally having not seen it probably since it came out. Um, I remember the I, I remember renting the VHS like once or twice, um, and uh, I remember uh, uh, it had like a very bright green cover, and it was just like very lurid. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. it, it is. We have the DVD right here, and yeah. it is a very lurid green cover. It's a still shot of the alien's face. Yeah, and, and, the, then- and the like the 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 expression it's like frozen in. And like the alien's just like rolling its eyes. It almost yeah, because like. it looks like it was. If you remember, they took the. I don't even know what it was, but the eyes were solid black. But they took a layer off of them. And yeah, they, they were rolled up. At, which I don't know what that was. They were taking off of it, or what it's supposed to be. I should say. I, I yeah, it's like are those like some kind of fancy biomechanics? Like is that supposed to be an eye, like a like a sunglass built-in sunglasses? I mean. Hmm. Because, you know, the aliens are always portrayed with these black eyes, so I don't know why they took those things off and revealed normal-looking eyes. 
But yes, that's exactly what it's showing. You can see the alien with the mouth open and the eyes like kind of rolled up. Yeah, I mean, it's he's. I mean, he's kind of just like rolling his eyes at the whole thing. Yeah, he's just, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, ah, oh, jeez. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I I enjoyed seeing it again. Yeah. Well, Alex, thanks for having us on and letting us uh, you know, <laughs> blather a little bit. <laughs> uh, oh, of course. Yeah, no, I was happy to do it. Congratulations to Hugo Award nominee. Oh, thank girl. you. <laughs> you're out. You're, you're, yeah. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Well, fingers crossed. We'll see. September yeah, in September, we'll see if I actually uh, actually get it. But um, still going to put that on the resume, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's going to put nominee on the resume. So uh, exciting times, but thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for you. Um, All right. Well, uh, I'll talk to you both later. Thank you so much. All right. You have a good rest of the night. If you have any constructive comments, movie suggestions, or stories of your own otherworldly sightings or encounters, drop us a line at saucercinemapod at gmail.com.